I just got finished watching Luke Rockhold versus Michael Bisping too, because I was chatting with one of my friends on how on short notice fights don't end up well for anybody except for Bisping, and that's a whole different topic about uh, not evolving as a fighter. But after the fight, Michael Bisping, you can tell that this is like the culmination of all his achievements at once, finally, and finally being able to realize himself as a champion. And what I wanted to talk about today is that internal motivation where it's not like, I don't need to be rah-rah, I don't need to be a cheerleader, I don't need to scream to the world that, hey, I'm going to be a champion one day. You could see how excited he was when he landed those those strikes and John McCarthy pulls him off and the first thing he does is go out the or he he hops up on the cage and and cusses out Luke but um the first thing he really did was open the door and call for his family now a lot of athletes that I know are motivated by money Right, money is the goal. Money is everything. Money makes you, you know, of use to the world in most people's eyes. And me, I'm the opposite of that. I'd rather be a winner and achieve things, and rather than have money. Now, I know I'm a little bit different in that aspect, but I've always been that kind of guy. I never cared about money, you know. If I got some, I would know how to use it to plan for the future. But if you're if you're basing, if you're asking me a question and asking me to base it off of money, I would always take less money if I was going to be a winner. Um, I remember that um picture popping up on Facebook, and I had a, <laughs> I had a discussion with one of my friends. It's like. Yeah, has a picture of Robert Ory and James Harden. It's like, would you rather have $300 million and no rings or seven rings and only make $50 million? First off, if we're talking millions, I don't care. Anything after 25, if you don't know how to use that to live the rest of your life and not have to work, you got serious issues. <laughs> if you can't grow that to even more, you got even more issues. But if you're only picking $300 million and you're never a winner, well, I don't know if you're ever going to be great, even with those $300 million, because you're always going to do something that you might squander it away. You don't, in my mind, you don't cherish it as much, which leads to my running training, right? And this is more of a mental health slash feelings podcast. So if you're coming here for riveting MMA news or action, uh, this one isn't the podcast for you. I have plenty of those and I'll make plenty of those in the future, right? Because that's what I love to talk about. But here we also talk about men's mental health and mental health in general. And when I watch the end of that fight, I, again, I, I'm still on this journey of learning how to control my feelings, channel my feelings, understand why and how. But after that fight, you just start crying because you see somebody achieve a lifetime goal that 
for a long time seemed out of reach, especially after he got knocked out by Dan Henderson. Now, I've read his book, and he said he lost a couple months after he got knocked out, and he was so confused. And he truly thought that he would never get a shot like that again, let alone become a champion. And when you see that happen, you just, you're filled with joy and you think about your own journey, right? I've always gotten good grades, which I thought was going to lead to success. It didn't. Um, I was pretty good at sports because of my drive, my determination, uh, my discipline. I thought that would lead to success. It didn't lead to success in football. It didn't lead to success in track. So I move on to CrossFit and weightlifting. And I truly thought that my discipline without any distractions such as school or practice or even huge bills like my car was already paid off and all I was doing was apartment living and I didn't really like to be social or do much other things outside of working out. So again, I thought that would lead to success, and it didn't. And it took a long time to to figure out and sit down by myself to realize that I may not be successful in those endeavors because I was searching for the success specifically. I wasn't trying to achieve and be my best. Now, internally, I've always tried to be my best, right? I don't try something, and then uh, not put my heart and soul into it. I've always tried. But the mask was success. I thought this would lead to success. And after years and years and years of looking for success, I think I finally found it in being myself, truly. Ooh, being my true self. I sound like one of those uh, internet gurus, which... You know, there is some truth to it, but I've always been my true self, but I've always used the mask. I've always tried to say I'm I'm going for success instead of just I'm trying to do my best to be the best person that I can be. So I've already said this before. Oftentimes when I go on my long runs or if they're a little bit hard, I end up crying a little bit because I've, I know I'm pushing as hard as I can to make this achievement, right? I'm trying my best to improve on my running, which I've never done before in my life until this point, or at the point of that run I'm not talking about now. And when I I sit down and look at my statistics and, and message back to my little run group, I'm always like, hey man, you guys, are you guys running too? Are you guys doing okay? Is this, you know, is this possible or... I set a goal for all of us, and and we'll see how that goes. But I've also signed up for a half marathon relay with one of my other buddies that he runs more often than me. He's been doing charity um, long runs for a long time. So I'm curious to see how that goes. But when you sit down with yourself and, and try to see what it really means to you on what you're doing, Right? Are you doing something just for the result, or are you doing something for yourself to achieve the result? Now, although those do sound similar, 
or exactly the same to some people, I see them as two different things. Now, if you want to talk about being successful, you can always put a measurement on it and you can always fall short, right? You go for a certain salary, you go for a certain placing, you're chasing a certain number, and for a long time, that's how my life was. A honor roll, honor student, varsity, first place, a nationals total. And I achieved a lot of those things, but did not get very much happiness from it. It isn't to say I didn't try my best, because I always did. If you knew me, I stayed after. I got there before everybody. I studied my hardest. I achieved as much as I could in the small time that I had, and that was never an issue. But I never truly did something for myself. I didn't play football for me. I played football because I wanted to be with my friends. I didn't get a honor roll for me. I got a honor roll to make my parents proud. I didn't become the first person in our family to graduate from college because I wanted to graduate from college. Now, I did love school, but I did it so my parents could be proud. And some people probably listen to this and saying, well, that's not a bad thing. But I never stopped to think about what it meant to me. A lot of those things carry a lot of weight to yourself if you value some sort of achievement. Now, I do have all those accolades. I do have, I've been to plenty of national meets. I've played in college football games. I've been on honor rolls. I was Voted like student of the month. I've done all those things, but they never brought me anything. And I never knew why. I never knew why. I never truly sat down with myself to understand why. And the further I've gone since the pandemic started and I started going to this therapist, the more I understand that I need to take care of myself emotionally more in that regard. And I think I've said it before, but it's like I attribute uh, my emotional intelligence journey to being like an addict to where, yeah, I was drinking six beers before a day, but now it's four. It's not the best, but it's getting better. So as I'm sitting here, and it's raining, so I haven't gone out for a run, because that's one thing that never changed about me. I will work and work and work till the cows call, or whatever the expression is, right? But I am not, (laughs) I'm not running out there in the rain. I've only ran in the rain one time because I was like 85% done with my run, And I wasn't going to let the rain stop me from the little bit of run that I had left. But if it's raining before I start my run, you can miss me with that. I'm staying inside. I am not doing that. (laughs) 
But when it comes to doing things, I have to understand what does it do for me other than the physical output of making me better. Like, what am I really getting from this, right? Am I getting better as in going towards four beers to three beers a day? Or am I getting worse with trying to achieve these things by making it only self-servant or selfish in nature and getting back to five beers and calling it healthy? Because if I can't sit here and deal with it, it does me no good to even continue down that path. And when you want to look at it, you want to get to zero. I understand that I may never get to zero because it is kind of ingrained in you. I've been thinking and feeling like this for over 30 years now. I'm going to be 34 in January. So a lot of these things are still normal. And I'm here to tell you that that's okay. You need to realize it, though, for yourself. I've had plenty of people tell me things that I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just start thinking like that more. But then you harp back to things that are familiar, things that you already know. And you're like, well, why would I do that? Why I could just ignore it and keep going. And those do have a time and a place. But if you truly want to get better, you need to explore the range and find a place where you're comfortable to move up. And as you move up, you'll become more and more self-aware of things to where now you don't have that internal battle of do I ignore this or can I accept this and keep it moving? It's taken me a long time to understand to accept help, even though I know I can do it. And you guys have truly been the best at helping me realize that it's okay. Thank you. And that brings me to the next few UFC cards, right? I know that's a perfect segue because Derek Lewis is fighting. And if you guys watched his last few fights, he he wasn't Derek Lewis that we knew. And it took him to his contract almost ending for him to realize how great he could be. Same thing with the John Jones' Stipe fight, Alex Pereira, Yuri Prohaska, all those folks. So I leave you... With this, this is rather short today because I don't I don't have much. And I wanted to bring this thought out because I love challenging folks to understand themselves more and take time to see what's going on versus just like a, I'm fine or I'm doing okay. You know, how you have a, uh, what you say in passing when you meet somebody. You need to take some time to sit with yourself and think. And I know John Jones is one of the... (laughs) I don't know if he actually sits down and thinks, but he does take his time. And he has battled a lot of demons. And 
his brother is going through it now too in the NFL. And Stipe went through it waiting for DC to fight. But you always keep that belief in yourself. You always keep that belief. You always work hard. Remember, when you work hard, you're working hard for yourself so you can be better for other people, not the other way around. All right? So, happy Tuesday. If it's Yeah, it's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Keep fighting. We're almost halfway done with the week. And then, you know what? By, by this time next week, we'll be on to a next topic. So until then, I'll holler at you later. Peace.